Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Motown Rundown. The date today is the 17th of December, year of our Lord, 2020. Now, before we get things kicked off, um, Matthew, let's give a quick shout out to everybody for making last week's episode with James such a massive success. That did really well. A lot of people tuned into that one. That was awesome. Yes, thank you, everybody. We appreciate the support. We're, I think everybody listening means you like the episodes. I didn't personally get a ton of feedback, but obviously yeah. that many people listening is a good thing. So I appreciate it. Yeah. I thought something was funny. Um, so we talked to, to James a little bit about Seku in that, and we sort of, I don't want to say cornered him, but we made him give us, say something super controversial that he anticipates could happen. Right. And he was like, I don't know, maybe Seku is going to get traded. And in the back of my head, I was like, I feel like some people might, kind of latch on to that if they get to this part of the episode um i did see like two or three tweets about it and but other than that like no aggregates no nothing james speculates in the second game against the knicks that seku might be hurt and everybody lost their minds like everybody was like oh my gosh seku's hurt blah blah i get because it was like more on a more available medium or whatever but i just thought that that was just such a lackluster thing to aggregate i don't know I thought that was funny. But yeah, episode went very well. We had a lot of fun recording yeah. it. Um, now, we have some things to cover today. The Pistons do actually play later tonight uh, as of when this episode comes out, now when we're recording this. But first, before we get to Pistons, um, Matthew, the Lions have done something pretty interesting. Interesting is the way to put it. And I think exciting is the other word we can use to describe it. I don't want to jump the gun too much and say that this is like the greatest hire they've ever made or the greatest decision they've ever made or act like this franchise is completely flipped upside down because as it stands right now, the Lions are still not great at football. They're not in any position to uh, really find their way. I think right now they have a 1% chance to make the playoffs. That's the exact number is 1%. So assuming that's not going to happen, especially with Matthew Stafford's current situation, like it's just not looking great for the rest of the season. The rest of the season is a wash. From there, adding Chris Spielman to the organization, and I wrote it down, his position is special assistant to chairman and president and CEO. So he is going to have a big hand in this franchise, not so much in actually acquiring players or anything. He's obviously not the GM, but he is just a really good, he's, he's really coming in to, uh, kind of set the tone for the franchise, give us uh, some sort of direction, give us, I can't think of like the exact word that I want to use for it, but like a voice. Uh, culture? A culture, thank you. Could not think of that word for some reason. Try to actually give the Lions a culture. For the first time, it started to come around at the end of Jim Caldwell's era where team the team was starting to kind of feel relaxed and feel like they were one. And even from what we've heard, under the Patricia era, especially this year, this team really came together in a way that I think a lot of people didn't expect, or to this day, you wouldn't believe, but I think they were getting there. But Chris Bielman was drafted by the Detroit Lions. He had a great career for a short period of time. I think he ended up finishing his career with the Bills. Um, but he's going to have a hand in the interviews for the GM and the head coach. Uh, like we said, he's going to have a big hand in the culture. He is 
even outside of his broadcasts with Fox for the games, he actually uh, took the time the rest of the week to make, I'll call it content, with the Lions to actually break down the franchise and everything. And they've been trying to get him in for a while. So it's really just a good and exciting move to have somebody who is passionate about the Lions, who is serious about the Lions, and not just so much from a business standpoint, but truly wanting success for this franchise. And then outside of that, I this I guess would be the thing to go off of it. There are a couple of other people that have brought, been brought on as um, advisors in the team's search for a new GM and a coach. The only one that I'll actually note, because some of the other ones aren't maybe as exciting, Barry Sanders. Yeah. It kind of feels weird that he wouldn't have had a hand in previous years. It's more of a hindsight thing, because in a sense, why would he? But I, I, I like the idea of Chris Spielman and Barry Sanders coming back to kind of light a fire under the franchise and really say, like, we want to get this thing right. Sheila is off to a really good start with the franchise. Since yeah. she took, took took over, Um I believe in her. There's no reason not to. There's also no reason to act like she's, again, turned the franchise around. It's just, it It feels like we're in safe hands for the time being. They haven't done much, but it's reassuring. Yeah, I got to be honest. I'm going to be kind of bummed not hearing Spielman call games anymore. I agree with that. Yes. Like, because he's been doing it for, I think, five or six years. Yeah. Um, And I remember at first, I thought that really he was just, like, remember when the Pistons hired Phil Jackson? And they ended like to hire a coach, and they ended up bringing in I don't even remember who was that when we got Stan Van Gundy. I don't remember. Um, I thought that that's all that um, Spielman was gonna be, but then it was like, no, he's full time. Like he's gonna be here, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. And it there, a lot of people are actually kind of split on this. I thought that it was just kind of a consensus, like, yeah, that's fun. Um, How are people split? Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of people mad any... about it. Yeah, and and what's funny is those same people wouldn't i never saw them elaborate why it was just like boo or like this franchise sucks things like that and i was like can we can you explain why because i'd very much like to see that point of view um so yeah it's it's fun i just wonder like how productive it's gonna be i don't know time will tell there's not yeah i mean there's no reason to think that like this is i was gonna say it's there's no reason to think it's the right decision because i do think it's as good of a decision it is, you can kind of categorize that as right. I think it's probably the best one that they could have made, but I also don't know that there was much else that they could have done. So take I, that for what it's worth. I specifically like the position that he's in. It sounds like he's going to kind of have, uh, like outside of his actual title, it sounds like he's going to have free reign in a lot of ways to just kind of keep everyone in check and make sure that, uh, like I said, that culture is, we're actually trying to get to that point making sure that the culture is a good one at that and making sure that people actually want to be lions, that people are taking their jobs serious when you are playing for this franchise and making sure that we're headed in the right direction. Like I said, he's not going to be necessarily uh, be the one getting on the phone, acquiring players, uh, evaluating all these draft picks and stuff, but he's going to keep everybody kind of on the same path toward the success that he wants this franchise to have. He is going to be probably more serious about team success than we've had in recent years just because more yeah. people are going to be focused on the the business side of things as opposed to like, nope, we actually want to win on the field too. And it sounds like aside from years prior with her family lineage, Sheila actually wants that too. So it sounds like uh, we say this all the time. We always get really excited about the Lions and then it's literally never once worth it. But I do like this. I do like Sheila. I really like Chris Spielman and I like him in this position. And then why not just bring Barry on board as well to make sure that we're doing the right things. 
Yeah, I like Robert Sala as well. I do too. But 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 that hasn't been made official. We still got to wait a few weeks for that one. Agreed. I still really like the idea of bringing on Bienemy. Uh but there's it's I think I don't know what the odds are, but I think the odds if I were to make them is like a guarantee that Sala's going to be here. Honestly, at this point, if if I had to make the odds, I'd guarantee it. So you're not making odds. <laughs> no, then. I no, I don't. I don't know what number to throw out there, but um, I I think Salah is the obvious favorite. And then as of I want to say this broke today. I'm blanking whether it was yesterday or today that um, Lewis Riddick is. I was kind of making a joke about it before, but Lewis Riddick actually will get uh, an opportunity with the Lions to interview. I believe that is Friday. So Thursday, as this comes out, uh, he'll be interviewing with the Texans. He has been very high on Matthew Stafford in years prior. Most people around the league have, whether you played with him, against him, or you're just covering the game, most people are in support of Matthew Stafford. He's maybe more just controversial uh, from a fan standpoint. But with that being said, it is interesting to think that they actually are going to interview someone who really likes Matthew Stafford. And uh, I'm blanking on who... Uh, reminded me on Twitter. So thank you, whoever you were. I'm forgetting who you were. He did remind me that at one point, Matthew, or he said, Lewis Riddick said that Matthew Stafford has not failed the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions failed Matthew Stafford. That's pretty true. Just plain and simple. Past that, I think a few weeks ago, I screenshotted it myself. And he said, uh, was I think it was the game against the Bears that he said, He's made some of the best throws that I've seen from any quarterback make in any game today or this season. Yeah, um, that was um, yeah, it was last week. So that was the Chicago against the Bears. Game. Yeah, yeah, Bevel's first one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. In theory, let's say that Lewis Reddick does get the position. I don't know what that means for Matthew's, uh, Matthew. Matthew, <clears throat> excuse me, Matthew Stafford's future with the team. He could look at it and say, like, hey. Things have not worked out for you here. You deserve better. Let's get you into a position where you can win and where you can be more successful than you are here. So there's plenty of reason to believe Lewis Reddick could take that path and move on from Matthew Stafford. There's also the like, hey, we have an opportunity to just get you some wins now, get you into playoff contention and possibly somehow make a Super Bowl run or something. There's, I think that if Lewis Reddick comes in, he is probably going to want to keep Matthew Stafford and make sure that we can find him success here. If it's anyone else, my guess is that there's probably going to be some sort of a reset. Yeah, some guy in Denver working for a radio station today tweeted that um, from what he's heard, Stafford is as good as gone. And it's like, what do you know about any of this? So, you know, it is wild that like, we may have finally gotten to that point with him where since keep going every hold on every game that he steps onto the field. It's like, this might be it. Yeah. And, um, after his injury, now you're kind of like, Oh my goodness. Like he's not going to want to do that again. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that sucks. Also Frank Ragnow. Um, (laughs) unbelievable fractured throat for those who don't know. Be hard if for you to not know, considering everybody in the world is talking about it. Um, yeah, and it, and like in the process is actually probably one of our stronger um, linemen. Yeah, both physically I, and analytically. Yeah, him and Taylor Decker are far and away our best, and not even just our best. They have been 
some of the best among the entire NFL this season. So credit to them, credit to Frank Ragnow for his brother said uh, he's seen tougher or something like that. He's given Frank a hard time for fracturing his throat. And that sounds even worse to say, it'd be one thing if he fractured his neck. To fracture your throat sounds yeah. so much worse. It sounds terrifying. Yeah, I... There are just so many questions and so many like, <laughs> wait a minute, what? You know, yeah. I so I yeah. When what, it comes... what else you got on the lines though? Oh wait, uh, I want to say this. Um, yeah. Step one, you got Barry and Chris Spielman in there, but mainly Barry. Um, make amends with Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. Like, please make amends with him. Why not just get his opinion on it too? But also, just he's eligible just for the, the hall, issue. right? Yeah. So especially now, hey, he's gonna go in there and he's gonna be like and he's gonna be like, I played for a football team and you know, and it's like, no, I want him to be like I played for Detroit. Um I I mean, even if we don't do anything, we don't pay him his money, I don't think he's gonna go out there with like a like the Rob Lowe NFL hat, you know, and be like, Yep, I played in the NFL, but the team that I played for will remain a bit that'd be pretty funny. So let me rephrase that. I want everything to be cleaned up with him. I want the Lions to just do right by Calvin Johnson and just clear the air. If that doesn't happen for some reason, it should happen. If that doesn't happen, please do that. That would be so funny. It'd be terrible, like the reasoning why he had to do it, but just like the memes and like the internet of it all, so funny. The the meme is funny, Matthew. (laughs) Until you realize that it is immortalized forever and you will never get that moment back. I know. I just like the idea of it. And yeah, so please give him whatever money that he's owed. Um, even if, I don't know, the logistics of that whole situation are really weird to me. It's just messy. So I, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that we actually don't owe him money, but like we also do. So I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, just because this has been going on for so long, why don't you give him some money? <laughs> why, why not? Um, as like a, I don't know, a settlement or something. So that's probably like number three on my priority list. It's like figure out the general manager, figure out the coach, and then not even an on-field thing. Give Calvin Johnson his money. Make amends there. Yeah, I can. I concur. Last bit with Stafford, though. I made the prediction few weeks ago, I think it was like a quarter of the way through the season, uh, that my, if I had to guess, I think that it makes sense for Stafford to end up in San Francisco after this season. I just like that fit. I do also like the idea of him being in Denver. I saw someone just do an edit of him in a, in a Broncos jersey Oh, I've Instagram. never seen a, a jersey swap of Stafford. Oh my gosh, how terrifying I've seen is a, that? I've seen quite a few, and I kind of hate it every time, but I'm also like, man, he looks good in that oh, uniform. Oh, I've, nev- I've never seen that before. That'd be terrifying. I wouldn't mind him being in Denver, because I do like a lot of the pieces that they have. So we'll see if he could do something there. Uh, San Francisco, I still think, makes the most sense. Uh, but back to uh, even just the idea of him leaving, in... From what I understand, uh, and even from some of the videos that I've seen, in every uh, little media availability that he's had, anytime he talks to the to the beat writers and stuff, he has been way more relaxed and loose ever since Patricia left. And I know that we all know 
that ever since Patricia left, everything has been loosened up for like the entire franchise and everyone feels a lot more relaxed. So I think there's there's one thing where it's like, it's not just him, it's everybody. But then there is also the idea of him thinking like, I'm my Detroit days are done. I'm just going to kind of relax, enjoy my last few months here, however long, uh, just make the most of it. And then I'm all done. I don't see him being the kind of guy to hold like a grudge or have any bad blood uh, with somebody. So that's my one thing to keep an eye on is he has shown like a quote unquote different side to himself uh, in the last few weeks. Not that he's ever like, he's, he hasn't changed or anything. Um, but it is interesting to think about like, like we already mentioned with the injury, uh, the way he's just talking to the media and stuff, just there are a lot of reasons and just where the franchise is at. It it does just kind of feel like probably, probably the end of the road. I don't want that, yeah. but and it more likely now than ever before. I, I would very much like to watch these games like explicitly so I can watch him in what could be like his final possessions with the Lions. But it's a chore, man. Like, I, I don't care if they're opening up the playbook and like sometimes they're actually kind of fun and it's cute. I, I, it's just so forced. Like last week, um, on Sunday, yeah, no, yeah, it was just a few days ago. Lions are playing Green Bay was for some reason flexed to like the prime time yeah. afternoon slot because reasons. The issue with that is that it overlapped with the Pistons. I had no issue flipping over, like obviously because it was the Packers and we were gonna lose anyways. Um, I did miss the injury. And I did miss what was apparently a really cool onside kick, which I still have never seen the replay of. Um, I did see the Marvin Jones catch, which, by the way, apparently he was, he said he was mic'd up for that, I guess. And a few officials were oh. like, yeah, that was a that was a catch. Are you kidding and me? I, and I was like, is this a real quote? Am, is, I, I still I, I only saw the quote once. I don't know if it was real. Oh, so you um, didn't see like a video of it was not a video. Okay. It was like a graphic of him saying it, and I was like, I don't know, because I feel like if it was real, it would have been a bigger deal. So we'll just, for all intents and purposes, assume that it wasn't. Um. So yeah, I just don't want to watch them, and it sucks because also if he's hurt, you're doing the lion segment by yourself because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch. I I refuse to watch. I'm not gonna watch Chase Daniel. I'm not gonna watch David Blau. I'm not doing that. Even it. Dude, they could bring it. Who's our favorite collegiate quarterback of all time? I can't even think of who that would be. Um, no matter who they bring in, it's not going to feel okay to me. Like, I'm going to be like, this isn't Matthew Stafford. Like, this is not my quarterback. I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence, which at this point, obviously, there's no chance. No matter who it is, I'm going to be like, eh, whatever. Like, well, it could have been. I, I loved Jalen Hurts. You know how much I love yeah. Jalen. If for some reason he was our quarterback, I'd be like, ugh, it's not Matthew Stafford. I don't know. I know there are a lot of people who want us to obviously move on from Matthew Stafford this offseason and draft a new quarterback who can be like the face of the franchise and we can, I don't know, just take off from there. It's not that easy. I think that it is clearer than clear that Matthew Stafford is not like the issue with the Lions. We have so many problems. The defense is atrocious. Getting rid of Matt Patricia in his, like, his, his defense. Obviously, right now, it's just Corey Underland making the calls. Uh, so that's a little bit different. But what we have on defense is not good. 
We have a lot of injuries. We are very slow on defense. And it we just find ourselves out of position way too often. So the defensive side of the ball has to get completely flipped upside down. That's been the issue with Matthew Stafford's entire career. He's never really had a defense. So let's say we do bring in a quarterback who actually is pretty competent and successful in like year one or two. We still have a defense who he has to compete with every single week to put up 35 or so points a game. That's just not how that works. So you could have Patrick Mahomes with his defense. And you're still going 10 and six, nine and seven, which is like, yeah, you're making the playoffs, but it's like, man, every game is just like, like you said, you got to put out. up at least 35. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the Browns and Ravens from the other night. That's every game. Shoot. Darn. Well, you it's know, it's different I mean, when those are one of yeah, your teams though. And it's, it's intensified. Yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. Shout uh, out to, Hey, um, I just want you to weigh in on the Lamar Jackson thing really quick. He pooped his pants, right? Or like he that's what he had to do? Yes. Okay, cool. Go ahead. I also... <laughs> the fact that like in his post-game press conference... Oh. Why wasn't he more like... I I like him calling out Paul Pierce. He didn't... He, he yes, said, I didn't pull up Paul Pierce that. because that's hilarious. But <laughs> he was too calm and like serious in that moment obviously like they just won like a really important game so there's i didn't pull paul pierce i didn't do that here's my thing i feel like that wouldn't be present in his mind unless people were asking him yeah or if he had like already checked because he was still in his pads and everything so like, like was he like on the toilet like scrolling through twitter and they're like and he's like oh my gosh they know i'm like i'm just leave it right ambiguous now. like if anything because one it's just funny because if you did poop pe- people poop so it's not just just say weird. it. It's way it's funnier just funny. that way. Yeah, if people you, already if you, like you, Lamar. Just say that you pooped during the game and you won. It's, so it's even better. Listen, here's the thing, people. One of the reasons hate people hate Paul Pierce is because he was wheelchaired into the <laughs> locker room. <laughs> and the video of him just like in anguish. And oh just, my gosh, he is just oh man. And he's like, because he pooped his pants, and then he's like, no, nah, it was cramps. If Lamar Jackson's just like, yeah, like I had diarrhea, we're just going to be like, oh, cool, that's fine. Well, and then in but the if game, you lie about it, it's a problem. Paul Pierce, is, he has brown all over his shorts, too, when he yeah, comes he back. Just, yeah. He just pooped everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like Lamar. Pro tip from someone who uh, went to school to, like, cover marketing and PR and advertising and everything. This is a great look. Just say you pooped your pants and you get brownie points for the rest of your life. Or that you were going to, or that you were going to. And that's why you had to listen. We all saw the video of him running to that locker room in the that's tunnel. Poop. That's not cramps. That's not cramps. Yeah. Um, I think it's an anyways, easy out, but you poop. Sure. If you have any, you want us to move on? I feel like we just kind of ran our course. With yeah. The people, <laughs> those last few minutes. People get the point. Like the lions are just, they are what they are. Some excitement to be had, but that's the same kind of like, I'll believe it when I see it kind of mentality. So, yeah, that and Lamar um, pooped and Lamar Jackson pooped his pants. Um, You know, I if the Lions need a quarterback, Killian's six five. I was I got, about to mention somebody who used to play quarterback. And I'm going to leave it at that because that. Luke Kennard played quarterback. He could have. <sighs> Okay, Matthew. I did just uh, see the picture of him in the Clippers uniform, though, and I... It's sickening. I I'm watching it. him play the Lakers the other day, and it's sickening. I wanted to say something to him, but I'm like, nah, he's Hollywood now. 
He's he doesn't know me anymore. Nah. Um, Matthew Pistons preseason is tipped off. We have finally gotten to see Killian Hayes, um, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, Sabin Lee, Jeremy Grant, Josh Jackson, who is as hilarious as I promised he would be. We have not seen John and Musa yet, though, which nope. which is a a little bit like it's a little bit frustrating to me. Because Casey keeps being like, you know, in game one, they, they go like 13 deep. And then um, it was 11 or 13, something like that. Game two, he's like, we're pretty much going to do the exact same thing. And I was like, okay, so no Musa minutes. Now we're getting to a point where it's like, are they going to cut him? Like, what's what exactly? And I honestly don't think that they are. But um, if we don't see Musa pretty soon, I'm going to be really mad because I need people to understand how, how funny he is. Um, Matthew, you have you have been able to watch both Pistons games. We know that there's been an issue with Hulu and YouTube TV and all that. Um, what were your biggest takeaways from the first two games? I I will I will be very upset if I don't just get this off my chest really quick. I am going to go to war with Hulu. So if anybody would like to join me, go ahead. They just dropped CBS today as well. The Lions play on CBS on Sunday. So now I have to figure out something oh. to watch them play on Sunday. So I'm gonna lose it. Like I That's foul. I am I am sick and tired of I'm Hulu. So gosh darn sick and tired. I PG Matthew over that's here. Absolutely all that I've been thinking about all day. Because that was like the first email that I got this morning, Hulu being like, Nope, don't have this anymore either. The only reason I have Hulu is for live sports. That is what they promote. Live sports. And they just don't yeah, have it anymore. Those commercials should be just who love live sports. And it's just Dame being like, eh, <laughs> kind of <laughs> some. It's so aggravating. But back to the Pistons, which yeah. keep in mind, shout out to dad, who I don't think still knows that I'm doing that. But thank you for letting me watch the Pistons. So anyways. Siphoning uh, some Xfinity. First game. Both games, I, we've looked like a bunch of people that have not played basketball together before. And that's fine. I don't think anybody can hold that against the team. Like it's 15 guys that have had a month of experience, just knowing that they're on the same roster. So not their fault. I think like everybody on the team has just said, like, that's what these games are for is like trying to get into a rhythm and just become more familiar with one another. Um, I think a lot of players kind of flipped how they looked in both games. Blake looked good in both games. Uh, Plumlee, haven't had, like I'll just leave it at the vets. I haven't had any issues with. Aside from, what Jeremy Grant is that? There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say no. Jeremy Grant. I texted you uh, in the second game. I forgot exactly what I said, but it was like, does he not have any rules? Like, does he not play by the same guidelines as everybody else? Because he yeah. was just you doing was, some. You and everybody else were really mad at him. Yes. I was like, whatever. But you were you you were very mad. I wasn't so much mad in the sense of like kick this guy off the roster, uh, especially because it's still preseason and there's no reason to get upset about anything. But he was doing some things where it's like at any point in just playing basketball, you don't do these things. You don't drive to the hoop with like three guys there. He's just playing aggressively sloppily. That's why we have Josh Jackson. Okay. That is not why we have Jeremy Grant. Um, It was a little reckless, a hundred percent. And like my, here's my only quarrel with Mason Plumlee. I swear to God, the guy's like 6'10". He cannot jump more than six inches off the ground. No hyperbole. I I don't think that he can. I'm like looking at him. He's like going to get a board. He's like, "Eh." 
And it's like, yeah, he doesn't have to jump that high. But, like, you could, though, right? If you really wanted to, could you? I don't know. I don't know if he can. Um, he hasn't done much. And then um, Lazarus Jackson pointed this out. And I remember thinking it during the game, but I think the jokes are dumb, so I don't like to say them. But I kept thinking about it, and then I watched it in the second game. DeLon Wright might as well be on a treadmill during these games because all he's doing is running. That's it. It's, he's doing nothing else. We need and it's that at Detroit point, hustle. No, uh, he's gotten on the ground a few times. Like, I think everybody on this team, I've seen them get on the ground. They've all been pretty yeah. – Like they fight for the ball. That's been good. There's to see. a listen. I don't really want to talk about the negatives because we're going to be doing that all year. We have a little bit of we got some positivity to focus on. So yeah. let's just let's just try to do that. The chemistry between Blake and Killian right now yes. is remarkable. And for the last few weeks, every time they talk to Blake, he's like, you know, with these young guys, I really want to develop a relationship with them and really mentor them and try to be. Um, what players were to me when I came into the league and he usually really focuses on killing as does Derek, the chemistry that they have ball pushes, um, they're pushing the ball up the floor. As soon as it crosses half court, the ball movement starts with one of them passing to the other one. And then the, whatever actions happen and then the rest is, you know, but it always starts with them. And I love it every single time. We also finally got to see some Killian, Seku minutes, yep. which was it did not that it didn't really amount to anything, but Seku actually had probably his best game as a piston. And even though it was a preseason game, I I really don't care. And this is what I said in my video. I wrote an article about it, um, and I was gonna talk about it on Shoot the J, but I was like, why don't I not do piston stuff for this? I'll save that for for a rundown with Matthew. Seku's game against the Knicks on Sunday, you know, usually with the preseason. It's always the same thing. Like, it's preseason. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Don't read into anything. This matters. Rarely rarely are you going to find something that, like, that matters. You need to, like, take note. Um, Seku actually getting opportunity with the ball and being able to pick his spots and actually making those those baseline cuts and those elbow cuts um, and playing with the tremendous sense of confidence that we only saw for two weeks last season was really important. And seeing the, the involved role that he had and scoring 23 points in the process and playing physical defense on Obi Toppin. And he scored those really points very efficiently as well. Yeah. He, he just played a really clean, strong game. And like you were saying with him cutting to the basket, there was one time specifically where he cut to the basket. We were, this is very specific. If you're looking at the TV uh, with the way the camera set up, we were going to the right basically. Mm-hmm. And someone was on the, uh, not necessarily the baseline, but they're sitting in the corner and Seku cut toward um, the basket. Nobody was near him and he just had a very easy layup. Are you, what are you shaking your head for? Are you agreeing? Shaking my head because nobody was near him. Yeah, nobody was there. Um, it was just a very clean cut. I'm glad they, they actually found him too. That happens a lot where people okay, yes, find one another. It's um, not just one another. They, I swear to God, they don't find Seku, and it always feels advertent, and it makes me so mad because that's a great point. It's like people were finally giving him the ball. Yeah. And that felt really good, and it wasn't just like – you know, it, it's amazing that it turns out if you don't put him in the corner and play four on five, um, you can actually use him pretty well, and he's actually a pretty good basketball player. 
Who would have thought that? Started the game 5 of 5 from the field. I believe ended 8 of 11. Had 23 points, which is one shy of his career high, which he had in Boston, which was the final game of the two-week stretch that he played really well last year. And then he just fell off of a cliff. Um, Isaiah Stewart getting tossed. Love that. (laughs) Um, That guy is like, sure, whatever. Um, Preseason game number two, and everybody already loved him after one game. Sadiq Bey has been freaking fun. So good. So fun. And there's this, uh, there's a little, we also, we haven't really gotten to Killian yet. We'll get there, which is weird. Cause it feels like that would have been the, <laughs> we yeah. finally get to see Killian Hayes play. And I'm like, so John and Musa hasn't gotten very many minutes. Um, we'll get to the Killian thing in a minute. Maybe that's just cause there's the most unpacked there at shooting guard. There's a pretty contentious battle that I think we're going to, we're really going to see open up as the season starts. And right now, DeLon Wright gets to the opening minutes. Um, Seku comes, I'm sorry, Svi comes in with the, the second unit. And then after that, it's just, it's just the quintessential, uh, you know, Dwayne Casey lineup roulette. Who knows after that? You could put in DeLon Wright, you could put in Svi, you could put in Josh Jackson. You could, there, there are so many combo guys that could go there. So many people, because Svi has looked really good. Yes. Um, I think he had 14 in the first game. And there was one play, Matthew, on the um on the right wing. It was like a he just like two seconds he caught the ball and put it up. And you and I like text each other the exact same thing. Everything about it was so clay that it was like, oh my gosh. And mm-hmm. it and it it's not that Svi is ever gonna be Clay Thompson. It's not that he's anything close to Clay Thompson, but like Everything about the possession, everything about the catch and the release, that was actually the bucket, I think, where it went off of the top of the backboard yeah. and went back down. Yeah, that, that's right. Because George Blaha spent the next 30 seconds being like, all right, that one rimmed off. And we were like, no. Also, if he says Miles Plumley one more time, I'm going to lose it. I saw you going off on Twitter about that. I have not I... going off. I said one thing. I haven't caught it once. So they play tomorrow night slash tonight. I will keep an eye on that myself too. And because I'm it. interested to see if that's like as serious Ugh. as you make it seem. And then somebody tweeted this. <laughs> but everybody does that. I, I don't get any of the Plumlee straight. The only reason I'm going to get this one right is because he's on our team. It's a thing with Blaha because people have already kind of started to think like. I know. We're not even going to go there. But Johnny Kane is there, so it's okay. Yes. Um, somebody, I don't remember who tweeted it. They're like, I, like I'm so happy that George Blaha randomly saying thank you is back in my life because you're like you're just watching um somebody secure a rebound and you just hear george blaha go thank you like <laughs> someone just handed him something i love it um all right fine let's do it killian hayes matthew his first bucket i believe was the and one which yep. was most notably with what hand it was his right hand yeah it was his right hand mm-hmm um, that's where another like the chemistry is coming in. Like I feel like if Killian's assisted, it's coming from Blake. Um, was I think two of eleven in the second game. I don't remember what he shot in the first game. It was poor though. Um, and that's where people are really concerned. Is you know, and even you texted me about it the other night, so you can bring that up in just a second. Um, people are really concerned about his efficiency. It, the reason that there's really nothing to be concerned about there yet, at least. Um, Because we can get there, but not right now. Sure. All of his looks, and it was honestly, for the most part, the same thing with Jeremy Grant, the way he was missing all those shots. Everybody, for that matter. 
but especially with Killian, he was creating so many good looks for himself. Um, whether it was like a sidestep or a step back, he had one like floater he missed in the middle of the floor, which is like that was one of the things I loved about Reggie Jackson's game was his floaters. I'm glad that we have that with Killian. I love a good, I love a point guard putting up a good floater. I love yeah. that so much. Um, so they're all on good looks. And then the other thing was in the first game, he committed seven turnovers, seven, and two of them were on walks. And it happened to Seku last year too. Like the NBA really focusing when guys attack off the dribble, if they shuffle their feet, they're going to get you immediately. Happened to Killian on, I think it happened twice. And I think three possessions. Well, they mentioned you know, one of them something. was, one of them was an illegal dribble too, uh, mm-hmm. which I think it's when you palm the basketball while you're doing something right. and just hold on to it for too long. So right. just got to be a lot of the mistakes that I've seen are very just, it's the preseason. Uh, Casey has even hinted at that himself, that he's, he wants us to clean up the turnovers because that's been happening a lot. Well, just really quick. The one thing I wanted to say to end that was Killian has seven turnovers in the first game, cleaned it up. Second game, he only had one. So that's yes. something that went away. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I don't, I don't think the turnovers are going to be a major issue going forward. A lot of it just comes down to the fact that like we already went over, these guys haven't played much together. It's preseason still getting their, what do they, what do they say? Like their sea legs under them and stuff. Sure. Um, so it's, it's not something that I'm worried about right now. It's something to keep an eye on because there's kind of reason for that to be an issue right now. They just have to clean it up. Took them one game and there was definitely, um, some improvement. So we'll just see how they keep going as we move forward. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about, cause you, cause you had texted me the other day. Like, do you think Killian should clean up his mechanics? And I was, and I was like, it's something that maybe you revisit at the end of the year. I mean, Yonzo Lonzo is going into year (laughs) is going into year four. Um, and he's finally coming around on that. Yeah. You know what? I meant to send you this. I don't mean to get off of the Pistons, even though I will actually get in a second, but it's related to uh, this. Have you seen Markel Fultz's shot? No. This year? Ooh. Did he clean it up? Ooh, he's so close, Matthew. He's getting there. He's, <laughs> he's remembering there. how to shoot the basketball. He's remembering how to shoot the it's still not great, but it's not him, you know, pushing what the ball. Breaks Just... my heart, but he's back. He's back. He's really good, good now. And I'm happy. So this is probably the biggest thing that happened this week. Giannis Antetokounmpo signed the Supermax extension. You're probably thinking, Nick, why are you bringing this up? Sitting there and I'm like, how many years until we have that in a guy? Where, you know, his teammates are getting him a pen for his birthday to a point where everybody does it and he's got 40 pens by the end of the day. And, you know, we have that anxiety of like, everybody wants this guy. Everybody wants him. And you can say that we had it with Stafford when he signed that big deal. It's not the same. It is not. It is fundamentally different. I just wonder when we're going to have a chance to sort of, um, cause it took Milwaukee, what, um, 50 years, 50 Kareem and Oscar played there in what they won the title in 71, I think. And it's 2020. And like, this is the best player that they've had since then. So what I'm saying is like, in our lifetimes, are we ever going to see, you know, someone who actually stays around long enough to sign a Supermax and is also worthy of it in the way that Giannis is? Because that's a lot to live up to, obviously. But, like, I want that, you know? The one thing I will say about Detroit and, like, Detroit sports history is 
we have, I don't know if fortunate is the right word for it, but every champion that has gone through Detroit is a true, pure team. We obviously have our leaders and like the guy you look up to and the quote unquote best player on the team, but there's not, we haven't really had a team win Stanley Cup, World Series, NBA Finals, not a Super Bowl, but we haven't really had a guy where you're like, this is the guy. This is your Giannis. This is your LeBron. So what I like about the team that we have right now, this young core specifically, is they fit in well together. I'm not going to act like this is, we're on our way to the finals in a few years here. But in theory, the team we have together right now, I don't think that any one of them necessarily stands out so far beyond the other. They at least haven't separated themselves in that way yet. Why would they have? I would like to get to that point. I think everybody wants to have a player like that. Sure. But what's nice about being a Detroit sports fan, if that's, again, the way I can put it, if we can look forward to anything when it comes to a championship team, it is that we are that, a team. So I don't know that we necessarily have to worry about that one individual that's going to make or break everything. I think the Lions of all the teams have had the most one-off superstars. That's obvious. We just talked about Stafford a million times, Calvin Johnson and like Barry Sanders, Billy Sims and other guys before that. So I, I, I like that line of thinking. It is interesting to think about like, are the Pistons, is any Detroit team going to have somebody like that? Uh, but even the Tigers teams of the past decade plus, those were teams too. We obviously had Justin Verlander and Miguel Cabrera who were like performing at a level we haven't seen in the sport before. Um, but well, they, they were still Miguel, supplemented by a lot since, of talent too. With Miguel, it had been since 1967 that anybody had played at the level right. that he was playing at in what, 2013. I guess what I mean is like, yeah, sure. Like you'll have these guys who like are in and out like, wow, that guy was really good. That guy was like a superstar and they could be mm-hmm. homegrown. But you worry, even if you get to that point with them, Giannis has been in Milwaukee for what? Seven years, I think. And he was eligible for a Supermax because he was loyal, because he stayed. Um, And I just wonder if Detroit is ever going to be in a position where, like, they sort of leave the impression on a guy like, hey, look, like, you want to stay here. Yeah. Um, like, I, do I think Killian is one day going to make $280 million? No, I do not. But that would be really cool. And I'd really much enjoy if he did. And I don't know. Um, and I'm also very thankful, man, people don't understand how lucky we are to have Dwayne Casey and I, he has his faults, but I can't stop thinking about this. Kyle guy plays the best basketball game of his life yesterday against the Golden State Warriors. I do not care if it was a preseason game. It was really important for him. Um, Hits six threes, I believe, on Golden State, including the game winner. You're probably thinking, where are you going with this? Game ends. Luke Walton is like, yeah, that was really cool. Um, You know, if some guys are hurt, you know, maybe he'll play this year, but otherwise, no. I'm sorry, that is what you say. You basically just wrote his eulogy and the guy just had the best night of his life. And you're like, yeah, I don't care. He's not going to play that. I just don't. I just hate that. And Dwayne Casey's over here. Like, you know, John Amusa is a basketball player. That's right. He is. That's encouraging. Thank you for saying that. 
I don't know. I just that left a bad taste in my mouth. I'm I I really try to defend Luke Walton, but that was, was going to say dumb. Luke Walton has kind of he only has Ugh. a bad track record at this point. And I try so hard. I I try so hard to to defend him and every time I do, he is just like I'm going to say something dumb. So with Dwayne Casey, um, you know, giving Svi the green light in the way that he has, clearly it's working. Um, and you know, Whatever he does with Killian, you can't. We can't really say anything on him yet because there's no actual proof of anything. Um, it's so frustrating though, because like, I love Derrick Rose and I love Blake Griffin more than anything. I love them, but I just, I just want to see all the guys play. You know what I mean? Like you say, you don't want a roster of twenty year olds. It's not productive basketball. But then we throw out a lineup of Seku and Killian Hayes and like Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay and Josh Jack. And I'm like, I kind of just want to watch and it this. Was to be very exciting. We got that for oh. a total of what, like a two, two minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say like two, three minutes. It wasn't long. Sure. But oh, it was every trip exciting. down the Exciting. Yeah, and that's just what sucks. Is like it's nothing against Blake and Derrick Rose, but like, look at these guys. Ooh, <laughs> look how fun they are. Like, I always talk about how, you know, you get a shiny new toy and then you just, all you want to do is play with that. Like how last year it was Seku and this year it was Killian. And I'm always like, don't fall into that. It's way too late. We got too many fun guys on this team and there's too many guys that I want to see. I know how good Blake is. I know how good Derrick Rose is. Um, I knew Blake was healthy in the second game against the Knicks when he faked the dribble handoff. I felt really really good about that and he like yeah. went between the legs and you know um did he miss the shot yes but he didn't do that last year so that felt good um it was also it felt really good to see Seku block Mitchell Robinson at the rim um the most efficient big man in basketball last year and in the history of basketball I should say um Mitchell Robinson was last year Obi Toppin was fun for that first game, which made me really mad. And Matthew, we can close up on this here pretty soon. It's not about the Pistons. You know who I enjoyed watching last night, and it f- infuriated me. Um, I I know this, and I'm blanking. He was the I as far as I was concerned, the worst point guard in the draft. Yeah, it was Nico Mannion. I actually I saw your text like right or not your text, your tweet right God. before we got on. I loved it. Oh, I was so mad. I see him checking into the game and I'm like sitting watch. I'm looking at the TV like, boo. Like, and I said like, how long until he does something remarkably yeah. stupid? I'm like, I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, like he's, he looks pretty good. Cause the one thing I always said about him is I was like, his movement off the ball is probably maybe like up there with the best I've ever seen in my life. Like it's Steph Curry esque. So of course, as fate would have it, he goes to golden state and I'm looking at him and I'm like, ugh. You try really hard, and I really like that. Um, did he, like, brick a few shots? Yes. Did that make me feel good? Yes. But I loved his energy, and I loved his effort, and it was infuriating because I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to, like, really not like you. Um, so that's too bad. Also, Leangelo Ball got, got waived, and that's that's all we're going to say. There's nothing else to say about that. It's a fact, and it was assumed. So people are like, I don't have I, anything I, to add I, either. I couldn't think of the jokes, but like they're just like posting pictures of him in the warm up. Like, oh my gosh, Leangelo Ball waved, and I'm like, he was never, he was just not on the team. 
as far as I'm concerned, he was never on this team. Like, everyone's posting videos like, oh, Leandro Ball, warming up for Detroit. Yeah, it's a layup line. That's what you do before mm-hmm. basketball games. I, what, like, it, we're not a make a wish foundation. He's not going to stay on this team. Yeah, I texted you the day it happened. It might have been the day after, but just being like, this is. Like I cannot go on Twitter right now because I don't no. I don't want to see any of this because no. I'm sorry if you tricked yourself into believing that he was going to like save Detroit or be the future of the franchise or anything. We've said it. Everybody everybody has said it. He was just a body in camp. Can so, I? I got I got one thing to say. I don't want to validate those people, but I was kind of like ah. I kind of wanted I wanted a possession. I wanted I wanted him to have one touch. But like that was it, just for like the meme of it, you know. But you know, you know, in all seriousness, I felt horrible for James, um, Edwards, the person who broke the news, because yeah. his mentions, I'm sure they're still just on fire through the roof. And, because and he's it's been, been three days. Yeah, because he got the credit from literally everybody. Like you said, he did break yeah. the news. So credit to you, James. But also, I'm sorry, James, because that's like you just said too. Probably still not fun. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's just that's just part of the business. Also, you credited him. He probably didn't see it though. His mentions were crazy. All righty, Matthew. You got anything else to close on? Pistons um have two more games left in the preseason, both against the Washington Wizards, Rui Hachimura, um, Cassius Winston, Russell Westbrook, John Wall. No, not John Wall. Not John Wall. Um Bradley Russ. Beal. Bradley Veal. I said that, didn't I? I don't know. Well, anyways, um, uh, <laughs> those are gonna be fun. Uh, oh, and uh, Denny Evdia, who has not missed a shot yet in the preseason. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Bryant. Man, that's a fun Wizards team. Thomas Bryant's good. That's somebody who I've always wanted Detroit to look at. I really like Thomas Bryant. That's a good Wizards team. Yeah. That's like a, I'm thinking that's like a, maybe a six seed in the in the East. Maybe. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I don't care about the Wizards at all. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, but that's a as- fun team. I I don't know. We already said our things about the Pistons and the the Lions. It just we get to watch a little bit more of them. I don't think there's a there's nothing else to add. If you if you know anything about getting access to Fox Sports and CBS, I'm not kidding. Please actually reach out to me and just just give me something so I can get this squared away. Right now, my mindset is like I'm just gonna drop. I'm gonna downgrade Hulu Live TV to like just Hulu. And then get like CBS All Access and get like all of these applications and just pay for all of them because you can still get like the live stuff through them. I just like I cannot believe that this has all come to this, but I also know that's I'm I've I've just been like so flustered over all of this, and I know you know, but it's driving me insane that I can't just watch what I want to watch. Yeah, you switched up the Hulu password on me. Um. Okay. I mean, I can give it to you. It's not. Sorry, yeah, I tried logging in. I was like, "Oh, okay." I was like, "Okay." I was. I just wanted to watch some Wheel of Fortune. Okay, Matthew. I'm sorry. I guess. I guess I won't do that today. Um, yeah, you'll just have to stream it like everybody else. I guess. I'll figure it out. I'll get or to or somebody like... else will. But thank you. Yeah. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very, very much. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. We will catch you guys in the next one. Shoot. <laughs>